dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan, with me is my co-host Heather Parry, and we were just looking very tentatively because Rosie walked past the microphone and we were worried she was going to knock the entire shebang over, but she didn't. She didn't. Well done, Rosie! Season 8 and she's finally figured (laughs) out (laughs) how to not knock everything over. But how to make us feel like she's going to. Yeah. yeah, So if you hear us suddenly go like this... (laughs) Because we're worried she's going to knock everything over. Well, no, it also might be, um, what did you do on one of our Patreon episodes lately? Oh, oh there was you a just, spider! There was, there was a spider, so you just were, like, talking normally. <laughs> yeah, but then even worse, I looked up and the spider was gone, and then I didn't know where it had gone. It just crawled into your mouth, don't worry. Yep, it's just, it's just on my shoulder, waiting to jump into my hair and get tangled in my hair. Yeah, <laughs> not that I'm scared of spiders. So here we are, episode two. Mm-hmm. Not a film. No, I know. Back Mixing to it up. a book. Mm-hmm. Back to classic book. But we have got some changes. Yeah. That we should recap. So yeah, you did anybody actually make the bingo card? I mean, remember week? when we made the bingo card for our live event I at the Mitchell Library? That. I do remember. I think that. I still got some of those. <laughs> that was good. But if anyone wanted to make a bingo card that's very cool um we didn't because we are slack aren't fucking too busy i already (laughs) give over enough of my fucking time to this podcast robot stein's had enough of our lives already (laughs) so here's what's on the bingo card perhaps things will be added as the season progresses but this was here's what we have jump scares bland menacing girls fighting over a basic dude white blonde hair pranks or jokes a redhead little brother animal cruelty fat shaming white supremacy and in the bonus box Coca-Cola, The Beatles, or Stephen King. Or Sports Ball Hat. Sports Ball Hat. Or yeah. Sports Ball in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is just an encompassing of everything that's wrong with everything. Yeah. But especially the 90s. <laughs> Too many Sports Ball Hats in the 90s. I really, that was my main issue with it, really, mm-hmm. as, a, as a genre. So, uh, today, of course, we're doing Fear Street all season. This is Fear Street season. Because I hate myself and Heather. Yeah, you are. That was my idea. Why? <laughs> Every time you text me this shit, and I'm always like, fine. (laughs) It's a good job. You always tell me off for being too uh, accommodating, I would Mm -hmm. say, of people. And yet, when it's fucking you I'm accommodating, you don't seem to have a problem with it. It won't stop me either. You won't be like, no, maybe Heather, you know, she's got had a lot of work on lately. Maybe what she she doesn't really need to be forced into reading 12 fucking robot style books. (laughs) Well, I just force you into it because I think it's a good idea. It's because you enjoy me being really traumatised and upset by books. I just love your main you hate read. I love it. I love it so much. Um, in case anybody's new to the podcast, which I guess they might be, if they were looking for some Fair Street movie content, yeah, I guess we should say what... Well, I guess we did say what we do. We just read fondly shit, dissect man. the best and worst of Nora. We just read books and then sometimes they're good... And usually they're not. What? Increasingly one tells the other about it as if the other has not read it. Yeah. We always have both read them, but <laughs> one more. <laughs> yeah, one, one has read it more. One gets let off the hook, and yeah. the other one really doesn't. One um, of us gets to skim read. 
and we oh we just I'll just say we just looked up our reviews oh, yeah. um, on iTunes because we haven't in ages. Um, the last time I checked, I think we had two. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some really nice ones. Um, and Rebecca, we were just reading your review about how um, it's really nice to go back to books you treasured so much as an adult with a degree in English lit <laughs> to realise how bad they are. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. We, we go back to the, the 90s with a 2020s lens. We make the most of our useless educations by uh, <laughs> analysing 90s trash horror. Hey, I'm disproportionately proud of the fact that I did a degree that everyone said would like lead to no job, English and philosophy, and I use both of those all the fucking time. Do you in yeah. your job? Yeah. I guess I do as well. Of course you do. Right, books for a living, you tits. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess I do also. I suppose I did use that English Lit degree after all. Anyone thinking they shouldn't take an English Lit degree because it's not going to lead to a job, do it anyway. Everyone needs to fucking write. It depends what kind of job you want. Exactly. Oh, Rosie's trying planners. to get past. What are you doing, Rosie? Oh, trying to... Oh, it's path of destruction, Rosie. Is it the fish man at the door again? <laughs> <laughs> Next door's getting a bathroom fitted, so hopefully we won't pick up any sounds of that, but we I did come into this flat and go, do you know there's a bathtub in your hedge? And I didn't know. <laughs> it was new information for me today. So, the book that we're doing today is, of course, by Robot Stein, and it's called The New Girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you... You might think you... we've done this before, but we haven't. Okay. They just often have really similar titles. <laughs> I'm going to show you a quite troubling and also blandly difficult to describe um, cover in a second. I'm going to take this challenge. But can I tell you the, the really ridiculously shit tagline I can't wait making new friends can be deadly here's the cover <laughs> oh this is a porn cover <laughs> this must be a reboot cover it's Surely. bad oh it's terrible I think this is a reboot cover so it says R.L. Stein in massive letters and you know how I feel about books where the author's name is bigger <laughs> than the title I don't like it and then we have Fear Street which I will give credit that's kind of cool it looks like a street sign yep and then oh, except he's to... got a um registered oh, trademark no. sign which kind of ruined trademark <laughs> do i have to describe the picture yeah you do yeah sorry so it's a picture of a presumably teenage girl from about waist level to just below the knee wearing a very very short tartan skirt that's really short man yeah. that's like about where my top comes to yeah and swinging a lunchbox question <sighs> Or like it looks like a nurse's box. It's a very plain metal lunchbox. But do you know what's really horrible? Lunchbox is in like one that you'd carry by the handle and swing is like junior to yeah. secondary level, and that is a really sexualized picture. It does look like softcore porn. It it looks like something you'd wear in Hollyoaks after dark. It does. It's really that's a really short skirt, and you, she's got these like not have bronzed. Worn that at my school. Bro- like models thighs of course very basically. thin bronzed thighs hairless yeah. thighs yep and then it says new girl at the bottom why is it like that what do you think the original one was like then the original cover i don't know let's see if i can find it um i wonder who that's trying to appeal to like would i have liked that as a teenager would we have gone oh i want to have like bronzed thighs like that which i probably did because i watched close. sweet valley high <laughs> yeah tartan like the little tartan it's so short Kirsty. like sorry i'm looking at that now and maybe i'm just in my mid-30s but that's such a short skirt oh my god heather i found the original oh my god is it terrible it's so good <laughs> <laughs> okay so i've described the reboot 
So this is the original cover. Because when is this book from? 95? Um, I should know, shouldn't I? Hang on. Let me have a look. I can't That's find the, we it. We really were so well prepared, as always. <laughs> I mean, it says 2006 here. But I so think that's, that's the reboot. Re- yeah. 89. Oh, wow, 1989. My so lord. hang on. This is a very 1980. I actually fucking love this I'm going to say it's way better. I wish we had this cover instead, because this is the old cover oh god it's just so good <laughs> oh, that's like poster good okay, okay you describe i don't, i would have that on a poster yeah okay so we've got um the palette is like blue so we've got fear street written at the top in the writing that we all know it's except like spiky pink it's spiky like pink, pink except it's better mm-hmm. it's like a muted hot pink if you will um and then the new girl is written in like a lavender mm-hmm. um and it's got a slight drop shadow but it's in like good it's like oh, like as a good handwriting font done like with chalk yeah mm-hmm. but not as shit as that sounds i think mm-hmm. um and then at the very bottom rl stein is very small mm-hmm. in hot, hot pink is the same as fair street in the bottom right hand corner what does it say above that he had to learn her secret or die trying much better tagline mm-hmm. um and then the actual cover is there's a bright full moon in the sky um, this girl wearing a red top and like a purple skirt with long hair is walking down a street that's got like a uh, blue shadowy creepy houses next to it and it's a beautiful like muted blue to black sky in the back and then there's mist all down the front and kind of around her and it looks like a noir like mm. poster but made color mm-hmm. if that makes sense and she's got her hand to her chin and she's almost definitely going gasp oh god Something awful's happening. <laughs> Way better. Yeah. And then look at this pornified shit next to it. No. Oh, awful. 2004 was a bad time. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, we always say, oh, the 90s, but, like, man, 2004. Yeah. Early 2000s, I think, is not going to age very well at all. Well, you know that's what the youth's into now. Oh, shut up. That's how old we <laughs> no. are. Early 2000s is, like, retro, and it's come back round. Um... That's what that's what they're into, and isn't it called like um? Oh my god, I'm so fucking ancient. Oh my god, I was twenty in two thousand six. I'm actually turning into dust and crumbling into the ground right now, <laughs> trying to remember what it's called. It's like Y two K fashion, I think it's called. Oh. Like, or like Y two K aesthetic. Oh, let me tell you, you don't want it. It's no, good. it wasn't good. But then everybody said that about the eighties reboot, and we we did it anyway. Yeah. In the like late 90s mm. so yeah apparently it's because i remember thinking like that shit is never going to come back like all the stuff about it would be like a tiny cardigan and then like a dress over jeans oh yeah no, do you remember and like everything back. was the wrong proportion all the dress time dress over jeans should be stricken from history <laughs> no one should ever say the it again proportions were wrong or like the makeup was so terrible it was like the kind of silvery eyeshadow or like the big like neutral matte lips mm. i guess that's kind of in again yeah it has come back mm. a load of the aesthetic is just i just think about like the singer from black eyed peas <laughs> do you know like that aesthetic Fergie. yeah i was like that'll never come back it's fucking back <laughs> she's still around well i know she is <laughs> she's not dressing like that anymore is she true i don't know actually. who knows haven't seen her lately she's not, not been around <laughs> <laughs> okay let me read you the prologue of the new girl bye anna Goodbye. Instantly we've got to say something fucking twice. Oh my god. I'm going to make it better. Okay. Goodbye. Look at her down there. All crumpled. Her dress. All crumpled. She wouldn't like that. She was always so neat. She wouldn't like the blood. Blood. So dark and messy. I think blood. I think dark and messy. You were always so perfect, Anna. 
You are always so bright and shiny, as if you were sparkly new every day. My diamond, Mum always said. Who was I then? Who was I while you were little Miss Perfect? Well, you're perfect now. You're perfectly dead. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it was so easy. I'm going to read the whole one because it's quite short. I never dreamed it would be so easy. Oh, I dreamed about it a lot. I dreamed it and wished it. And oh, did I feel guilty. But I never knew it would be easy. One push. One push and down you go. Look at you down there, all crumpled. So perfectly crumpled. Oh, cr- fucking crumpled. <laughs> Get a thesaurus. <laughs> and now the front door is opening. They are returning. And I am starting to cry. It is a horrible tragedy after all. A horrible, tragic accident. I must cry for you now. I must run and tell them. Anna's dead, Mum. Come quickly. It's all too horrible. But Anna's dead. Is she dead? She's Is dead. She crumpled. Let me reread that, removing all of the things that oh, said twice. Oh, you're going to improve it. Okay, yeah. cool. Bye, Anna. Look at her down there, all crumpled. She wouldn't like that. She was always so neat. You were always so perfect, Anna. My diamond mum always said. And who was I then? Who was I while you were little Miss Perfect? I'm also going to get out the perfectly deadline because it's too shit. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't laugh, but it was too easy. I never dreamed it would be so easy. One push, and down you go. And now the front door is opening. They are returning, and I'm starting to cry. It is a horrible tragedy after all. I must run and tell them. Anna's dead. That's better. Way better! <laughs> now, do you think he doesn't have an editor, or just ignores his editor, or what do you think goes on I think there? his editor drinks at work, because she has to deal with all We are casting time. some aspersions Oh, now. I don't mean... That's not to be judgmental. I mean, oh. I would drink at work if I had to deal with R.L. Stein. We drink, and we only have to read them. Uh, she looks at the clock, and she sees it's half past two, and she just gets a bottle of wine out of her bag, and she goes, I can't get through the rest of the day if I don't have this. And I would be that person. Oh, he basically sends a new manuscript every Monday, and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> and he writes it in such a way that you can't even just remove every second sentence, which is mm. annoying, because that would be easier. It's like when people... My least favourite thing is when people use uh, double spaces between uh, sentences, and now I've found a way that you can delete all of them, but for a while you couldn't. And I'd be like, I have to sit through the fucking entire manuscript and remove this because you don't know how modern word processing works. I know. <laughs> Bless. I I think she's there, but I think she's lost the world to live. <laughs> Seriously. Robot Stein's editor, if you're listening, we understand and we're not judging you. It's a hard job. Talk to us. That's we want to know. That's the one guest I really want on the podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Please go on. We'll give you an entire season. Yes. Just to, to, to talk through your experiences. Yes. We would love it. Oh my lord. Oh. I kind of want to know about his wife as well and the cover designer. Surely, That's the three people I want. Surely the cover designer is one of thousand people they cycled through. Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> All right, that's not so fun. Wonder who, I want to know who designed the original cover, because that's cool. That is really cool. I want cool. a book cover like that. I'm going to look it up for the mm-hmm. next episode. Corey Brooks is a gymnast. So immediately I'm like, homoeroticism is coming at yeah. Shady Brooks High. And his best friend is David Metcalf, and their mutual friend is Arnie Tobin. Unusual to have a male protagonist in these books as it well. It still is, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I do still feel like they're aimed at teenage uh, teenage girls. Yeah. So I don't really understand why there's so much sports ball. And as a woman, I don't like to read about men at all. No. <laughs> I prefer just to pretend they don't exist, really. Yeah. Um, straight off, it's like a new low for quality of our style. Oh. Like, get this for tense issues. Pardon me. 
The jokes, the loud voices, the cheers and laughter all seemed to fade when a new girl floated into Corey's view. She was so pale, so blonde. Uh, white yeah. blonde, white, white blonde. White blonde, white blonde. I've already got that. Dick, dick. Dick, dick. Hope you've got your bingo dabber. I don't know why I keep coming back to that. Your bingo dabber. It's already happened. We've lost it. Have you dobbed it? So pale, so blonde, so light, so beautiful. White supremacy. As if they're all the same thing. Light is beautiful. White is right. God. At first he thought he was imagining her. All the blood rushing to his head must be causing him to see things. So we've gone from past tense to present then. Oh. She was so pale. At first he thought he was imagining her. All the blood rushing to his head must be causing him to see things, present tense. I think what he means is all the blood rushing from his head and to his penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He exactly. just didn't want to say that. Exactly. Anyway, it's just quite bad. Um, he, so, Corey Brooks sees a blonde girl, uh, Dob, wearing a <laughs> pale blue dress. I feel like pale blue dress should get its own square. Yeah, he, lo- he loves a pale blue. Well, what a strange sentence that was. <laughs> Uh, and he's so, Corey is so overwhelmed with just how uh, Aryan this girl is <laughs> that he gets spaghetti in his. So Aryan. She's <laughs> so Aryan. He gets spaghetti in his hair somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. So Aryan, the spaghetti went on me. of the master race and then the Italian food just went in my hair. Is this a common problem if there are any white supremacists listening which seems unlikely? Is the spaghetti in the hair thing a common... Are these things connected? And like there's no spaghetti nearby either. You just go ah! and then suddenly touch your hair and like marinara sauce is coming down your head. Sounds rough. <laughs> uh, and he's a very good gymnast and others are very jealous of him so I don't know how spaghetti ends up in his hair quite so like quickly. Um, Any gymnasts listening? <laughs> do you avoid spaghetti in your hair? I used to do gymnastics. Did you ever get spaghetti in your hair? I didn't. I don't recall that ever being well, like a go. challenge. I mean, I didn't do gymnastics and also didn't get spaghetti in my hair, so... I didn't do like a handstand over a plate of food that I was eating. That maybe was when I was going wrong. Shit, that's the issue. I mainly did them on like mats <laughs> or a balance beam. That's where you went wrong. Yeah, true. That's why I never got past my uh, kitty cat grade six. <laughs> Yeah, they're called kitty cat grades. Why? I don't know. Isn't that a brand of cat food? I feel like they were sponsored by the cat food. Why? I don't know. Why is... Why, why is, is the Michelin Guide? The Michelin Guide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because it's... Oh, yeah. Tyres food, they go together so well. No, that's a good point. That Now that you mention it... <laughs> who fucking knows? Why is the Booker Prize? The Booker Prize. It yeah. was the Man Booker, wasn't it? And why Man was... is a financial institution. Why was it the Orange Prize? Why was it the Orange Prize? And exactly. then it was the Baileys. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Because capitalism. Yep. So Because um... brands need to look good. <laughs> Following on from Ginny, who our Patreon listeners will remember as being a hot goth oh. from uh, our July Patreon episode, we've got Lisa, who Lisa Bloom, who is Corey Brooks' best friend. Girl and boy best friend. And no, nice. also unusual. But of course it does go where you think it's going to go. Yeah. So, uh, Lisa's hot. Lisa had dark, good looks. Long black hair that tumbled down in curls to her shoulders. You know how I feel about girls with, like, curly long hair. It's ridiculous. Are you like, Lisa, call me. No, Lisa. Lisa, what are you doing? Black almond-shaped eyes and long lipsticked lips. Oh, sorry, dark lipstick, not long lipstick Also could be long. (laughs) She was the joker. Um, dark (laughs) lipstick... 
They curled into a half smile whenever she said something funny, which was often. She does sound like a babe. Right? And like comedy as well as always sexy. A lot of kids said she looked like a movie star. Lisa pretended not to be flattered by the comparison, but she was secretly pleased. Do you know who I'm picturing? Um, Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although never, she never flew in my box. Really? Yeah. Wow. But like, any woman in real life with curly hair, it's mm-hmm. just, it's like beyond control <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, anyway. Anyone buys hair curlers, it is all over for Heather. <laughs> um, so despite him having this like gorgeous, like goddess as his best friend, all Corey can think about is the um, Aryan girl. And he sees her in the hall. And all he knows about her is she's really white. Just so incredibly That's all white. he knows. And, and at one point she literally floats into a classroom. So I would be like, is she not just dead? Is that not just an apparition? Like the, you know, out of Muppet's Christmas Carol, the, like, third, the ghost of Christmas oh, yeah. future, where she's like a really, really tiny, high-pitched, tiny girl. And she's like, really, <laughs> you're looking at me. <laughs> like a weird connection okay? to make. <laughs> okay. But, you know, she was uh, ethereal. Yes. And and very white and floated everywhere. So I'm going to imagine the ghost of Christmas future. Okay. Our new girl now. Uh, also, she wears all white. <laughs> so this just this really Aryan looking girl in basically a KKK outfit every day <laughs> it's cool. and he's like oh my god she's the most attractive woman I've ever seen um, her skin is quite literally the colour white not whatever like beige pink combination this is uh, just like translucent I like chalk like a newborn fish <laughs> or like the type of makeup that I bought when I was a teenage goth she was she a fucking mouse yeah. just a really white woman a mouse Mice are really white, aren't they? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're generally brown. Really? Well, white mice are white. Yeah, those mice. <laughs> <laughs> Your references are just blowing my mind today. <laughs> mice are white. The white ones are. <laughs> white ones. Think of the white ones. I can say that about anything. <laughs> She's really white, like an albino uh, hedgehog. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Bears are white. The white ones are really white. <laughs> okay. Well, this new girl is called... She's uh, a, an albino ghost mouse. <laughs> is it albino or albino? It's albino. Oh, is it? Okay. Stop watching American things. I don't... I don't hear people say that word ever. <laughs> um, Anna Corwin is our ghost mouse girl. And her family just moved into 444 Fair Street. Although it said... 44 Fair Street earlier on, and then it said 444 later on. I think we read these books more closely than anybody else, <laughs> including R.L. Stein. Um, and what's kind of troubling about this book, I'm going to say, is that he won't take no for an answer. Like, that's yeah. kind of like the... It's not the most troublingly portrayed. <laughs> because I'm like, no, it is quite troubling, but, like, that's it's the undercurrent. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. He tries to talk to her and in the hall, and she mouths... Please don't. <laughs> Which I think is a weird thing to mouth. Please don't. I, you know, it's not like, no, or I love you. So you you mouth it and I'll see if I would know what you were saying. No, I wouldn't know. Out of context as well, like, don't what? Yeah. No, I wouldn't know what you were saying, actually. Okay. I would just be like, what? Hmm? <laughs> hmm? What? Did you hear that mouth squeaking? <laughs> so Anna Corwin just moved into 444 Fear Street, as I said, with her family. 444 Fear Street. So Corey calls her twice on the phone. Don't. 
Um, and then people say she's not there, even while she's like screaming in the background. I'm oh, here. Troubling. Oh, Corey. Here, me, 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 some cheese. <laughs> You're running with the mouse thing. <laughs> um, why do I, maybe, are there mice who speak in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> I feel like there are, and that's why that was a reference. I don't remember. I might read that again soon. It's just a fun I, book. I wondered where you were going with that. When you were, are there mice who speak? And I was going to be like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> there are not. What have you been taking? Mm. Uh, How much coffee I, this is, is in that coffee? This is single coffee, coffee mm-hmm. but I didn't really eat breakfast because okay. I was too busy um, cleaning up my bedroom in case we had to record oh, it. I did say don't clean up. You should have. I mean, how dirty was it? I mean, it's ludicrous. We've taken okay. the wallpaper off the walls and like, a lot of shit is not away because we're waiting for the plasterer to come, so it's pretty bad. Okay. And now we've got cats. I still wouldn't care, you know. Yeah, I bet you would a bit. Maybe. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Your general le- level of tidiness is quite high compared to mine. I don't think so. Yeah, I, our place gets to fucking stay bad. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> do you not? Know, do these podcast listeners not tune in to hear about how messy yeah, our right? is? Come on. How relatively tidy or untidy are we? Just so you're not worrying, the plaster is supposed to be coming next week. Phew, I was worried about yeah, that. Yeah, people would be concerned and I don't want to leave it. It is hard to get a good plasterer. It really is. Oh my God, it is at the moment. Um, Corey talks to Lisa about Anna, who he's in love oh. with. But Lisa is obviously ludic- ludicrously in love with Corey because, you know, there can be Why? no platonic friend. I, I say this as someone who literally got into a relationship with her best friend so I shouldn't say it but I have had lots of relationships with men that are just friendships yeah and they don't seem to exist in R.L. Stein's world I'm gonna say every I don't have a lot of male friends but actually even my female friends my friends that I'm friends with it's completely platonic yeah they are my friends apart from your best friend who is also your ex yeah but we're friends now <laughs> it's now completely platonic <laughs> like it's bizarre to me that we went out yeah. Like, I think about it, and I'm like, wow, that's really weird that we went out. You always feel about that, your exes, though, don't you? Even when they're friends. I can't yeah, fucking true. fathom what I was doing for six years with my ex. Yeah, it's not really that. I just, like, I can see why we're friends, but I don't know. It's just, I guess you're, it's like your brain switches on a different train track. Yeah. So, I don't know. I should say, Susie, I'm not trying to imply that you were a bad <laughs> partner. Because <laughs> Susie hears all these. Hi, Susie, love you. Because she's my pal and she edits the podcast because lesbians, that's what they do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's God, no... that's so gay, isn't it? That is so gay. That sometimes like, you don't realise how gay it is. It is really gay that I'm like, okay, so we went out for four years... And now she edits my fucking 90s retro point horror podcast. I'm such a cliche. Yeah, you are. And then the other bit of your life that is a huge cliche is the fact that you and Annie were really not long together when you got married. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you talk about your wedding and I'm like, oh, that must have been like 10 years ago. And it's like, no, you really, you really haven't been together that long, really. No, we got married, I think, two years after we got together. But we got engaged really fucking quick. Yeah, like within six months. really, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and moved in really quick. <laughs> Sometimes you just know, man. That's true. But also, just lesbians. Know. Yep. Um, Lisa is not a lesbian yet. Mm-hmm. Call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Call me. I've got a good argument to put forward. So she is uh, a bit obsessed with Corey and she's bitchy about it and he doesn't know it. Obviously, it's really fucking obvious. Corey goes to Anna's house uninvited. 
and a neighbour who has a dog called Voltaire, which I really enjoyed. Good, isn't it? Really enjoyed that. It was a good uh, pet name in one of the Patreon episodes as well. Ezra. Yeah. Ezra the Ezra cat. The cat. And Voltaire the dog. I'll That's have good. all of these animals yeah. because they don't deserve to be in R.L. Stein books where they will be maimed horribly. Yeah. Actually, is the, the dog's okay in this one, isn't he? Yeah. Should we do a content warning? No. Yeah. No, he's there, fine. there is actually a horrible animal moment later, but we'll do a little... Maybe that's mention my, of that. Maybe that's what my dotage is going to be, because I'm not going to have kids. Saving maybe. fictional animals. <laughs> Saving fictional animals. I feel like there's from... something more useful you could do in this world. <laughs> I'm going to start a sort of metaphysical, like, uh, animal shelter for animals that have been in R.L. Stein books. Okay. That's I'm not, into it. That's not, that'll be... Someone will write that as a book. There's Please better do. things you can do. There's also worse things. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So the uh, Voltaire's dad, <laughs> owner, dad says, <laughs> "Dad question? <laughs> Did you give birth to that dog?" Um, he says that they're Although weird. You can be a dad without being a biological parent. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not of a different species. Though. Yeah, I mean, you can be a dad. You can be whatever family we want. Yeah. Families are open. Um, families are open. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you ever say something it's and like, you think we try to be we, inclusive but also tired? <laughs> Families are open; just They're do whatever fine, you want. Yeah. And like we could re- we could edit this shit out, but we just don't. We just don't. Remember, we used to. <laughs> yeah, and then you were just one day like, we're not doing that anymore. It was just like, do you know what? We should just be real. <laughs> we should just be honest about ourselves. You can paint it as being honest, but it's being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't bear to like listen over to my own voice repeatedly. <laughs> Anyway, the neighbours say uh, that the Corwins are weird. Don't go over there. And he goes over there anyway. And a watery-eyed boy at the door tells him that Anna is dead. I quite like watery-eyed as a descriptor, to be honest. Yes, I do like that. I don't like how round he is. Oh, is he really round? I didn't even know. Everything notice. is round. <laughs> his face is round. His body is round. His eyes are round. I believe his glasses are round. He's very round. He's Did I, should I mention he was fat? <laughs> Did we have enough fat shaming in this book? Maybe he meant up. Maybe he meant that he's literally the Michelin Man, is in made of circles. Oh, maybe stacked on like a like a little stacker thing, like a kid's toy, like a donut man. No, he didn't. What he meant was fat phobia. <laughs> Because we all know it. Yes, we do. Um, anyway, he's watery-eyed and I like that, so let's focus on that. Anna isn't at school the next day. So Cory goes and looks for her file, which is a gross invasion of privacy, and uh, it doesn't exist. Oh. Hello, Rosie. What was Rosie's making? She's just... <laughs> just, <laughs> just chopping away over there. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd lie here and make a little sticky noise. <laughs> so I'm going to get... What are you doing now? She's like grabbing her own face as if to be like, God... <laughs> I feel like if you're a new listener also, this is um, not a child that's in this room that we're slagging off. It is friend of the podcast and also dog, uh, Lady Reverend Rosemary Bennett Logan. It's a good job that our pets aren't kids because like the things I say to my cats, are I, I really take pleasure in saying things to the kittens that I could never say to a human child. Like when they've been naughty, just looking at them and going, you have to stop doing that or we won't love you anymore. <laughs> do something but you always do it in private and then you do it in front of someone and they comment on it and you're like oh my god that is weird and my mum was around the other day and I was we were leaving and so I was saying bye to Rosie and I was stroking her little head and I was going bye stinky fish face oh you stink so horrible oh you're so stinky she's like yeah you're talking to me I am stinky and my mum was like I can't really say that to Rosie and I was like well she doesn't know what I'm saying It's all about tone. It's about the tone. Having said that, this is how ludicrous I've gotten about the cats. 
the other day we were having one of these moments where we say horrible things to them for our own amusement and I got really upset <laughs> David had said something what? like no this little honey little honey going to go and live out on the street and uh, die of hunger because he doesn't know where to get his food and I was like don't oh, say don't, that that's <laughs> too sad that is actually that. sad they're rescues as well sometimes if Rosie's way. annoying then um because she's a rescue dog and we got her from a a rescue place and sometimes if she's annoying Annie says that we're gonna send her back to the dog jail <laughs> we would never send her back to the dog jail it's okay because you are loved and you don't know what English I know. means oh please don't knock the microphone over Rosie yeah we're like she doesn't I love know your stinky like... fish face but please what's your opinion on it that was right in there good Thanks. girl see do stink of fish but I love you and also you Rosie <laughs> <laughs> thanks I wish I stank a fish. Oh, uh, <laughs> spoken like a vegan. <laughs> um, so basically, here's there's like two threads in this in this book that are just the same thing repeated a bunch of times. One, he's doing badly at gymnastics because he's Who obsessed cares? with this um, Aryan girl, and oh, the other so one much sports in this. And the other one is just people saying that other people are dead for about hundred pages. Did it make you think of the bit in Red Dwarf? Oh, they're dead, everyone Dave. Is dead. They're all dead. Everyone is dead, Dave. <laughs> Let me see how many times the word dead appears in this book. Oh, God. I'm going to guess 45. Oh, I don't think it will tell. <laughs> it's more than 45. No, really? 62. <gasps> Ludicrous. Or death. Let me look at death. This is why it's good having him, like, e yeah, books now. Yeah. Four results for death. 66 combined results for dead, for the word dead. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. So yeah, it's just that over and over again. He's doing badly at gymnastics, which has no tense. I'm not tense about that at all because I just don't care, don't and, no care. One, and no one else does either. And then I also don't care who is dead and who isn't at this point because it's <laughs> just been fucking said too much. So she's doing. Uh, he gets a phone call saying Anna is dead and he'll be next. And then Anna phones and asks him to meet her out on the street. Oh, and and here's a really fucking low light of this book. This from Robot Spine. Sorry, I'm taking a second. Oh no, do you need a second just to absorb it? She sounded frightened, but her tiny breathy voice also made her sound very sexy. That bit is so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know when women are at their sexiest when they're afraid? And when they're young. Ugh. When they sound y tiny and frightened. Don't like it. Don't Robot. like it. Stop it. If I was if it was not by Robot Stein, I would say it's on purpose highlighting this toxic masculinity thing but i don't believe that that is what's happening as someone who writes things that are often not what i think characters who hold positions that i do not take i require people to be able to apply some critical thinking to what i'm writing because right? it's fiction because it's fiction but also i would hope that as a person the entire context of my life shows that i don't believe those things and i would hope that the book itself sets up in a way that i think these are bad people Knowing things about R.L. Stein and having read his entire body of work, I don't believe that to be what's happening here. No, I agree. No. So Anna shows up and gets in his car and is weird and then kisses him and has hot hands, <laughs> like a hot closet. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then she says, you're mine now, because bitches... They're possessive. Just bitches, man. Mm -hmm. uh, some people at school say that Anna is dead again. Dead. Oh, she dead. Anna's dead. Is dead, though. Anna's dead, though. Mm. So him and Lisa, hot Lisa, look up some archives and find this headline from the previous spring. Anna Carwin, Melrose sophomore, dies in accident. Mm. So Melrose is a completely different school. 
Okay. So why why have they got the archives for that? I yeah, it's a good point. This was previous to the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a point about that, which I'm very excited about. Oh, do you want to say it now? Or no, I'm saving it. Anna calls again and isn't like, meet me in front of this burned-out mansion, Corey. <laughs> and he goes. <laughs> and he doesn't find Anna there, but he finds Brad, who is very angry at him. Rotund Brad <laughs> with the watery eyes. Um, and then Brad, uh, there's a big, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to violence you. Uh, and then he just doesn't violence him, and he just lets him go. And so he, you can tick your jump scare box. And he literally just says, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I have under my jump scare box, is Brad says, no, I'm going to get rid of you once and for all. But then he doesn't. Then he just lets him go. He just doesn't. Lisa, however, in finding her way to her bisexual identity that she definitely has, um, she asks Cory out on a date finally, and Cory says yes. But Anna shows up immediately, speaks to Lisa, and then kisses Corey. And then a dead cat falls out of Lisa's locker with the note saying, Lisa, you're dead too, on it? Yeah, and we should, I guess, content warning, because it's actually dead. Yeah. It's, um, that's not a jump scare. And then later on someone's like, oh, well, good job that it wasn't your cat or something. And, and they're like, kind of blasé about it. She's like, oh, now I've got to clean up all this cat blood out of my locker. Yeah. And I'm like, you're being very calm about this. <laughs> like, I saw a dead cat once that had been run over and up the road from us which was very disturbing mm-hmm. and it was like a whole crowd of people had kind of gathered because we were like oh we need to like move that cat out of the road because it's not fair so we we all did and it was like very upsetting and we were like trying to find the owner because it didn't have a mm. tag on and stuff and yeah i'm just like was that like not long ago it was i mean it was before the pandemic so a couple of years okay but I'm sure cats do get hit around here. Yeah, I remember on the like Facebook group for our neighbourhood, someone finding someone's cat and then oh. having to go through that whole thing. And I thought it was just that sad. might have been. I don't know. I, it was a few years ago. Mm. But I just feel like if someone put a dead cat like through my post box, yeah, I would be fucking traumatised. Yeah. I wouldn't just be like, oh well, what are you gonna do? Dead cat again? No, oh, no, I got a dead cat again. I wish people would stop sending me notes attached to dead cats. I know. It's really wasteful. For ballast. <laughs> Um, and it's then... wasteful. <laughs> Cats are expensive. <laughs> they are. Don't try and buy kittens right now and get them from a rescue. I mean, never never buy them. Always get them from a rescue. But especially not now because mm-hmm. they're fucking expensive. Um, and then Lisa... At least as he gets a phone call saying he's dead too. Like, how many times can you have people say that other people are dead before it just becomes really fucking tedious? Yeah. It's, you know, I'll tell you and it's like twice. <laughs> and we've got 62 of them. So uh, Lisa falls down some stairs... And she says that it was Brad who pushed her at school. Who, actually, he says she tried to kill her. Mm, melodrama. Mm. She tried to push, he pushed you down like four stairs at a school. <laughs> Is that trying to kill him? You're just hot! <laughs> I don't know, I'd be upset if someone pushed me down the stairs, no matter if it was one stair. I wouldn't say they tried to kill me, but I'd I be annoyed at them. I might. <laughs> just for the drama. Why uh, not take drama when it's just offered on a plate to you? <laughs> so all this builds to the fact that Corey grabs Anna in a way that I think is not very cool and then like drags her away mm-hmm. which I don't like and I think takes him in a car Corey so, that's Heather's girlfriend <laughs> leave my no that's Anna oh I don't want this white oh you don't want her white no, no, this no, ghost no. mouse although you're getting dirt on her KKK robes I know. so be careful <laughs> I bet it's hard to keep them that white I bet it is mm-hmm. oh I bet they spend so much money on like I'm good I'm glad on Daz yeah she Daz hello <laughs> Does Daz exist <laughs> 
of the 90s again. I wouldn't know because, you know, I get those organic, <laughs> environmentally friendly, blah, 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 washing tabs. I got some of those. Oh, yeah, they're good, aren't they? I haven't used them yet. Mm-hmm. We won't say the name because they don't pay us. If you want us to say your name, we have to pay us some money. Exactly. Uh, so Anna spills this story. Their dad left our family. And we say that. We don't even fucking do adverts. We've never had an advert on this <laughs> podcast in all eight seasons. So I don't know why we're saying that. What's the Harlan Ellison quote that I love so much? What, what is it? Oh, I am for sale, but only to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so Anna. Their dad left their family and Brad kind of took over control. I don't know what, what's wrong with their mother that the youngest son is just going to take over control. Anyway, he was in love with a girl called Emily. This gets a bit confusing and is kind of pointless. Emily died. <laughs> I could be any robot sniper. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Put that on your fucking bingo card. <laughs> confusing yet pointless. <laughs> Emily, his like love, died and he kind of lost his mind. I feel like that's not explained very well. Also, they had a very beautiful older sister called Willa and he can, kept confusing Emily and Willa and saying that Willa was dead. Oh, dead, dead. More people are dead. And then, dead Dave. And then, everybody's dead Dave. And then Willa slipped and fell down some stairs and she was actually dead. And now their mother is away and Anna is terrified of Brad. Okay. What? <laughs> what? <sighs> Fine. Corey goes over and they're arguing, um, Brad and Anna, and he ends up knocking Brad unconscious with a vase, which is, you know, quite brutal. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Anna, gets, let's get out of here, let's get out of here. But she's got a letter opener dagger thing and wants to kill Brad and won't let Story, won't, story, won't let Corey stop her. Um, and then Corey falls out of an open window. I hate this bit. I hate it. <laughs> so intensely, I can't even tell you. I'm, I can't even describe it, so I'm going to have to read it while sniffling and coughing. It was as if it were happening in slow motion. First, he felt his feet leave the floor. Then he saw the black sky and felt the shock of the cold night air on his face. Then he knew he was falling, falling backward, falling down, head first. Instinctively, his legs bent. He caught them around the windowsill. He was a gymnast, after all, he told himself. He had skills. He just had to use them. He had to use them or die. The backs of his knees hit the windowsill. He clamped his legs tightly and held on. Then he swung himself up, using the strong stomach muscles, calm down, robots die, he had <laughs> developed through years of practice. He flipped himself up until his head was upright, then slid easily back into the hallway. So, I'm assuming two-story house, yeah? Mm-hmm. Maybe three. I hate it. Because he... Oh, he's in the attic. Okay. So, it's... I don't know if you've ever fallen... From any I have height. never fallen from a window, ever. <laughs> have you ever fallen any kind of height? Not really. It happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Because of this little thing called gravity. Mm-hmm. And this big thing called Earth. And the fact mm-hmm. that you're small in relation to it. So, he falls out of a window, which he's not expecting. So, he's bewildered for um, an amount of time. And he manages to, like, flip round. <laughs> hook his legs... <laughs> On the windowsill. So he, he, like, he knows that he's falling. He has time to, like, recognise that he's falling. Also, is he a boomerang? Wouldn't he fall away from the house? (laughs) He's not going to fall into the house. Maybe he's bending the shape of a boomerang and that just... (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, why would you fall into... It doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of, like, offensive that he would try to get away with this plot point. That someone fell one story and managed to do some sort of super gymnastic move. 
And I don't think we should even look up how many copies this book sold because it will be too depressing. Also, how do you catch your bent legs around a windowsill? I, I can't. Also, windowsill? Poking outwards? I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I don't. Can we just move on? I just want to pretend like this doesn't exist and never happened. Uh, so anyway, Brad says, Brad says that Anna did die. So I, I'm still upset. <laughs> Brad says that Anna did die. And actually... It's Willa who pushed her down the stairs in that okay. bit of story that made no sense because she was jealous. Bitches. Bitches. Bitches be jelly. And then Willa is turning into Anna now and pretending to be her because she killed her. But why would she pretend to be her? Why would she need to do that? Or why wouldn't she just stay as Willa? And then the end is like, we'll get her the help she needs. I knew that <laughs> bit would be in there. That should have been on the bingo card. We'll get her the help get she the needs. help you need. It's mm-hmm. such a non-ending. Mm-hmm. And then him and Lisa are together and everything's fine, which I do quite like, because I like her. Although he's not worth it. No, she can do better. Yeah. It's just unbelievably one note, isn't it? Yeah. If I had to describe this in a phrase, it would be one note. There's mm-hmm. no subplots. There's no interest. There's not really anything. Nope. There's also this line that I like. <gasps> well, I don't really like it. I mean, it's stupid. Okay. That when he's trying to... He's, like, phoning around trying to find Anna... And he says, the reason he wants her is they go to the same school. He says, I uh, go to Shadyside too. And the response is, Shadyside? What's Shadyside? That is literally the name of the town where they live. Yeah. That's like you saying to someone, oh, I go to Glasgow. And someone's saying, what's Glasgow? And when they live in Glasgow. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he doesn't think that's weird. He's not like, that's weird that this person doesn't know the name of the fucking town that they live in. (laughs) Did did nobody read this book before it got published? I just think we have read this book more closely than anybody else. Yeah. Um. There's also this other aspect that I really like. Oh, but I'll do the bingo card first because we have. Before we do bingo card, can I just oh, yeah. can I just sort of revisit the ending here? <laughs> so you didn't get enough of it. It sort of just all happened so quickly. I realise now. Like, um, he says, "Here's what happened." Anna fell down the stairs. Blah blah blah. Uh, and she's like shrieking and he, so he's Corey's grasping her this entire time and she's like holding her dagger letter and just shrieking and, and trying to get free and he's like here's the story Will actually seemed okay once we moved it <laughs> and then she's still going I'm going to kill you and he's like I know I should have gotten Will a professional help but we just couldn't afford it I should have done something for Will or anything and she's going I will kill you that is an indictment on the US medical system also yeah I mean the English one as well and yeah the British one, not just English. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, Corey says, while holding a struggling attempted murderer. I have one little problem with your story, Brad. What about the other night at the dance? Wouldn't he be like, I, I, one little... <laughs> Trying to hold her. Or sit, like, lay her down and sit on her or something. What about the other night at the dance? That wasn't Anna. I mean, Willow, who pushed little Lisa down the stairs. That was you. Yeah, didn't make sense, did it? So mm. you've got to add this little weird addendum. I told you that was a mistake. Brad said heatedly. I told you in the music room it was all a mistake. I tried to push Willow. Anna went to the dance, not Willa. Willa is dead. Brad stood over and held out his arms. Uh, Corey handed Willa to him. She slumped against Brad, exhausted. Call the police. Brad called Corey. We've got to get her some help. And that's the whole ending. And also, then they've got the way to The get police aren't going to give you mental health help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take her to <laughs> fucking hospital, mate. Don't take her to the fucking police. Another bonus square on the bingo should be being pro-police because there's quite a few moments. That's true. Being a bit troublesome. So... On the bingo card, we've got jump scares with yep. Brad. We've got animal cruelty, dead cat in a locker. We've got white supremacy, so pale, so blonde. We've got um, 
the bonus square of got to get her the help she needs. <laughs> then there was the Beatles, ding, 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 when he gets in the car. It's a Q-Rock Beatles blast, the disc jockey screamed enthusiastically. And also, the boy is like, yeah, Beatles, and he's like singing along to the tunes. And I'm like, a teenager in the 80s listening to the Beatles? Like, yeah. You would, you would, would you not be listening to something contemporary? I just think Robot Stein doesn't really know that any other bands exist apart from the Beatles. Well, that is true, yes. So, a Ricky Murakami, is that you? <laughs> and there's also this excellent fat shaming. Excellent being deeply unexcellent. <laughs> Um, whereas Lisa, I mean, you need to work, when you meet up with Lisa, you need to work on her body image because I feel like she's learned some troubling lessons because she says this, I'll finish the chips, what the heck, might as well get fat. I will say, you deserve to eat anything and of anybody that you will have, I will worship it. Exactly. <laughs> um, also... While I just suck on your hair, with <laughs> God! Suck on your curly hair. <laughs> um, also note that, um, the men in the book eat all kinds of things and don't ever think that they're going to get fat or anything. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, again, 90s. So this is my favourite thing about this book. So remember that we have... Our copy is the updated 2000s version. And they've obviously tried to update it <laughs> by... At one point he listens to an iPod, which obviously would have been, I guess, a Walkman at yeah. the time. Um, and there's also a mention that they're watching Lord of the Rings movie. However, why are they doing that? Well, they've done it selectively because <laughs> they get the Lord of the Rings movie on video from the video store. And also, when he wants to find out where Anna lives, he phones information to get her address to go over there. And then when he wants to research stuff, he goes to the library and looks at presumably microfiche uh, rather than looking on the internet. I feel so like they've sort of updated some bits and then not others and so it gives it this weird timeless like feel that he's got an ipod but he doesn't have the internet and he goes to the video store yeah i feel like that's try like that like they've tried to clean that window and they've put their arm through it <laughs> <laughs> like you could have just left the window because a dirty window is still functional and i just you know maybe i have too much faith in readers but i think people understand the passage of time and that something's happened in the past yeah even teenagers in 2004 Understood. They know what the 90s is. They don't think the time began just when they were born and they, they can't knew, fathom anything before They knew it. what a Walkman was. Yeah, they really did know. <laughs> that's, I didn't notice that at all because I was reading very selectively. Um, and that's just shit, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Can you imagine them going through like Shakespeare and being like, just putting in an iPod? Let's update some bits. <laughs> not, not the kind of core concept, but just update I just really a few wanna, details. I just want to walk back on the fact that I have inadvertently just compared R.L. Stein to William Shakespeare. Yeah, what? <laughs> and, you know, they can be compared in the broadest sense, but I really don't want to bring it any closer in than they're both <laughs> human men who've written books. Like, they shouldn't be in the same building. No. In the same library. I mean, Robert Stein should be in jail, that's why. <laughs> oh, no! Um, I've got a I'm sure he's nice. Whatever. Maybe. Not Maybe. nice to my ears. Um, I've got a Paris favourite line. But this wasn't gymnastics. This was life. <laughs> True. Gymnastics, of course, it happens in some sort of hyper-reality that isn't Not in life. life. Um, okay, I've got Can my... Can you hear that helicopter? They're coming for you. Oh, no. Because you said that about Robot Stein. <laughs> As Robot Stein in the helicopter. I'm bugged. Because he's one of those people that searches his own name on Twitter. Oh, my God, I bet he is. <laughs> don't do that, I hope people. Someone, I hope don't he do doesn't that. know we exist. I hope, I'm sure he doesn't. 
Why would he? Surely he's eating bonbons and swimming in his pool. If I had that much money, I wouldn't be able to see anything for just the glasses made of cash I would wear every day. Exactly. Everything <laughs> would be made of solid gold, including my glasses lenses. <laughs> uh, so lowlights, particular lowlights of this one. Robotstein finding scared young women sexy. Oh, that's so wrong. Like, frightened. I've never heard someone who's been, like, scared and then gone, oh, it's really turning me on. <laughs> Why don't you be a bit more scared? Like... Of course you can do that in, like, play, as part of play, but it's not like, oh, she's genuinely terrified. Oh, God, I'm just going to tug myself off. Like, yeah, that's no. why I think I would struggle with that kind of play, because I would keep wanting to check. Like, <laughs> even if there was a safe word. But that would make you good at that. I would be like, can we just check, though? <laughs> just, just remind me this. Okay, it's fake. Cool. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be good. No. I think it'd be terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do it however you want. I mean, yeah. you should get informed consent. I'm not going to go down this road. There's a shit dream sequence that I didn't even mention that's so pointless it's offensive. Where I've, That has fallen out of my brain. Yeah, because what what happens in it? Anna goes like, yes, I am dead, or you're dead, or I'm going to kill you or something, and then he just wakes up. He should be banned Filling from pages, using... Filling pages. He should be banned from using dreams. Saying yeah, right. them, thinking about them, writing them down. Because the dream sequence can be good, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't. And there's one in like every book. Yeah. I really want to make one of those matrixes, ma- matrices, matrices, matri, matri, <laughs> where you put all the lines in every book and you see which things occur. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, do I have the? T- no, I don't. No, have the you time. don't. <laughs> Will I make the time? No. <laughs> no. Um, and then the window thing. Yeah. Which is like, what's it called when it's like a Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Someone just something completely ridiculous appears to save the person from death, and in this case, it's some sort of like superhuman window well can we also can I have my my particular low light this is our new section low lights um at one point Anna's coming at him with a letter opener and he does a forward flip (laughs) and kicks kicks the letter opener out of her hand why why Why? would you do the flip why Why? just Just run (laughs) just run it doesn't make any sense that you'd do a forward flip when you should actually expose your vulnerable back to her in the middle of the air. But also, who is, has he ever done any gymnastics or seen any gymnastics or spoken to a gymnast or anything? Google. There's like, Google also. What's, what's she called the, like, incredible gymnast? Simone... Oh, Biles. Is that how you say her name? Uh, perhaps not. I've never heard anybody say it out loud. Okay, let's go with Simone Biles. She's incredible. And I will what say... Whatever it could be. Biles? Biles? Could be. Anyway, if I'm mispronouncing it, I apologise, Simone, because you're definitely listening and not living your fucking amazing life. (laughs) Oh my god, please come on the podcast if you're listening. She's just incredible. And like, you know, just incredible control of her body. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that being stabbed, she would choose to do a forward flip to try and kick it out of someone's hand. I would think he would just take that very controlled leg and, and kick it into the person. To be fair, she's an Olympic gymnast, not just like a dude at high school. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But there is, oh my god, there's also this terrible line where he actually says he was a gymnast used to controlling every part of his body, but he couldn't even control his mouth. <laughs> Shut up. That's not in this book, is it? <laughs> oh no. Why is that not Perry's favourite line? <laughs> that can be Logan's favourite line. Hang on, let me try and find That's it. That's awful. Control his mouth is such a... He hated being so out of control. As a gymnast, he practised keeping every muscle in control. No, he couldn't even control his mouth. <gasps> Robot, why are you sexualizing this guy in the weirdest way? He was so muscly and in control. So <laughs> um, is it good though? 
No. 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 That's <laughs> just, just no. It's is it not. good bad though? Oh, kind, kind of. of. I mean, the fucking window thing is really uh-huh. something else, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I I was fond of the dead cat moment because I just spent the whole time being like, what the fuck? Is the twist going to be that they're all eating like moldy bread and having hallucinations? Because what the hell? That that is what the name of the section about the random escalation of violence should be the the dead cat moment yes this is the dead cat moment unnecessary dead cat moment <laughs> i mean when is it ever necessary really yeah but... <laughs> i don't ever think it's necessary to kill a cat unless no. that cat is very um old and ill i love that when you are finished with the podcast you just close your close laptop, laptop. Like, finish now bye Done. robot <laughs> don't want so, to look at you that was the new girl yeah um are we giving it ratings in this season I'm going to say the rating is, don't read it. Yeah, <laughs> don't read the book. This is, yeah, this is going to be our new, um, it's taken us eight seasons to come up with a tagline. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's our tagline. Don't read the book. <laughs> I would say it was partially good, bad. Maybe yeah. three for good, bad. Yeah. And, and two for a good. Yeah. I feel like two is my, like, two is what would, for Robots Night, it's always two. It's the neutral level. <laughs> because you can't just... Get, give the ones away because we know how bad it can get yeah so we need to save the ones for when he's like really at his worst yeah really bottom of the barrel and three for when he's put any effort in whatsoever yeah and four for when someone else has written it and just put it out his name. <laughs> i think there was one of his that we liked it was snowman, snowman. Mm-hmm. do you think someone else wrote it the snowman it's good though mr snowman <laughs> <laughs> send me a dream <laughs> Um, yeah, so while you're not reading this book, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream pod. And you can also become <laughs> a pa- like, ah, <laughs> What do we do now? <laughs> you can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream podcast, I think. Um, and <laughs> she can Google it. And um, for, I think it's like £4.50 a month now. Yeah. You can. I think it's only £4. Again, five dollars, but I think but it's. I think they've. It. Okay. But I think they've standard it, standardized oh, it to four pound fifty now. Um, again, as you can see, this is out of our hands completely. We know exactly what's happening. But you do get a free podcast every month, where it's a free bonus, exclusive Patreon content where we talk about a lot of shit. They're a little bit messier. Sometimes we drink. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we drink. Sometimes we just are very angry. Yep. Um, and you can get access to the all all the oh, back fucking hundreds of them. Which have been going on for not well, not hundreds. Don't oversell. This. I know. I don't want anyone trying to there? get their four fifty back. Forty three years worth, surely. You know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So there's quite a few. Hang on, this is a me, nice tight ending to this out. podcast, isn't it? So smooth. But I also wanted to say so smooth, so white, <laughs> so pale, so blonde. I was also going to say, are we going to say what next week's? book is oh yeah good idea because i have not read it at all you can do that <laughs> uh no actually there's not as many as i thought it just seems like there's a lot there's um 37 37 three years it feels like more three years of my life yeah oh yeah uh so next week we are back with the overnight or just oh. overnight <laughs> <laughs> well we'll decide that at the time um <laughs> in the meantime uh don't read the book bye